Hello there, and thanks for listening in to our Die of Matthew study. Die of Matthew is the dive study that began it all. Throughout February of 2019, lives were changed and the scriptures came alive to a group of about 50 people as they dove into the book of Matthew, all 28 chapters in 28 days. It moved at a fast clip, but even with that rigorous pace, it became clear that it was worth pursuing an ongoing ministry based on these studies. This is how Dive Collective began. Our new dive studies will be formatted differently, but the process of inductive study remains the same. So as you listen through the book of Matthew, know that we are waiting to welcome you into our current live dive studies where we engage with our Bible study members and dive in at a manageable pace for study. You can find everything you need to know at divecollective.org under our studies tab. Enjoy your time in Dive Matthew, and we hope you'll join us in real time soon. So welcome to Dive Matthew, where we're going to be doing 28 chapters of Matthew in 28 days. For the first study, you're going to want to download our dive guide at www.divecollective.org in our shop under free downloads. Dive studies are our version of inductive Bible study. This particular study of Matthew was the first one we did back in 2019. I hosted that dive guide in a different format on a different website at the time, but now if you want to join in and see how to do a dive study before committing to join us live, you'll want to go ahead and go to divecollective.org to download and get started. So we're going to go ahead and read through the sixth chapter of Matthew. If you'd like to skip ahead because you've already read the chapter, you can go ahead and do that now. You're going to want to join back in at approximately the five minute mark. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward with your Father in heaven. So whenever you give to the poor, don't sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be applauded by people. Truly, I tell you, they have their reward. But when you give to the poor, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Whenever you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, because they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by people. Truly, I tell you, they have their reward. But when you pray, go into your private room, shut your door, and pray to your Father who's in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. When you pray, don't babble like the Gentiles, since they imagine they'll be heard for their many words. Don't be like them, because your Father knows the things you need before you ask Him. Therefore, you should pray like this. Our Father in heaven, your name be honored as holy. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive others their offenses, your heavenly Father will forgive you as well. But if you don't forgive others, your Father will not forgive your offenses. Whenever you fast, don't be gloomy like the hypocrites, for they make their faces unattractive so that their fasting's obvious to people. Mm. Truly, I tell you, they have their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting isn't obvious to others but to your Father who's in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moss nor rust destroys, and where thieves don't break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. So if the light within you is darkness, how deep is that darkness? No one can serve two masters, since either he will hate one and love the other, or he'll be devoted to one and despise the other. 
You cannot serve both God and money. Therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? Consider the birds of the sky. They don't sow or reap or gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they? Can any of you add one moment to his lifespan by worrying? And why do you worry about clothes? Observe how the wildflowers on the field grow. They don't labor or spin thread. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was adorned like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and thrown into the furnace tomorrow, won't he do much more for you, you of little faith? So don't worry saying, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be provided for you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. This is another long chapter. I did this in two different sections. We're actually going to zero in a little bit on the last portion. But before I do that, I just want, we want to talk a little bit about what Jesus is talking about at the beginning of the chapter. And if you look at the theme, we're looking at all of the things that we do in secret. Mm -hmm. There are things that God wants us to do to live out our relationship with him in secret. Those would be giving to others, our charity, our prayers, fasting. While God wants us to live our faith publicly so that people can see that our lives look different than other people's. He doesn't want us to do basically what the Pharisees are doing, which is right. um, showing their good works, thinking that those good works somehow make them more righteous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Showing, being as intentional as they can in making sure everyone sees what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't really want to, I don't want to jump off of this portion too fast because I feel like that, let me just go back here to my observations real quick. I want to talk about something that I noticed in the first portion. In the first portion, verses 1 through 22, some of the things that I noticed that I don't want to jump into the next portion without acknowledging is that basically Jesus in this is telling us that it's super important to foster that intimate relationship with him. In the Father's Prayer, the word that you would see for Father there, it would be Daddy, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a word that super you would familiar. call. Yeah, really familiar or really indicating a really intimate relationship. Mm-hmm. Even in our Bible, there's a really great devotion that draws your eyes to this idea that marriage you're, the marriage that we have with our spouse, for those of us who are married, it is only as good as it is in its intimacy. There, We can have an, a marriage that looks for all intents and purposes to everybody outside of our mm-hmm. intimate circle that we have a great marriage mm-hmm. and, we, and that we can do all of the things that good married couples do. Right. But if there's nothing happening in that secret place intimately between the two of us, then that is actually the, the quality There's not much of, of our a marriage. relationship, right? Right. And so it's the exact same thing that Jesus is sort of saying here is that you need to foster what you're doing. We do have to do some things in secret because those secret things are the things that where that are just worship between mm-hmm. you and your father, where you're acknowledging that he is the most important thing mm-hmm. to you and he acknowledges back mm-hmm. how important you are to him mm-hmm. and that mutual love for one another. And that's and how that grows. Just, it, part of the way it grows too is just knowledge of the other person. I mean, I think, Mm, yes, I think of my marriage 
I can know a lot about about my husband spending time with other people, but that intimate time that we have together, that's when I really get to know him and right. who he is and vice versa. And so it goes, it's the same way with our relationship with God too. We can know a lot about God and we can make it look like we know a lot about God. But that time that we spend just the two of us is when we really, really get to know him and mm-hmm. he shows himself real and strong in our lives and specifically to us. Yes. Yeah. And he talks about how there's rewards. There's Mm -hmm. rewards for what we do in secret. But if you think about it in terms of relationship, the reward for having and fostering that intentional relationship is an outpouring of love. It's the relationship. It's security. It's it's security. And it is exactly what we're about to dive into Mm -hmm. in this next portion. Like I said, in 25 through the end of the chapter, mine is titled The Cure for Anxiety. And I don't think that we can really jump into that without acknowledging that first portion of the chapter and the chapter before. Because it actually starts out with the word therefore. And I'm not going to say what every (laughs) pastor says about the word therefore, but I will say that we have to acknowledge it. We have to acknowledge that this cure for anxiety or this next portion of scripture can only be read in the context of what comes Mm -hmm. before it. Some of the key observations from this portion. Don't worry about your life. He is talking about like what we're going to wear and what we're going to eat and what we're going to drink and all of those things. But when we look at faithful believers or the most, the people who are the most fearless Mm -hmm. are the people who don't love their life even to the point of death. And that's what it says in Revelation 12, 11, or I think about Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego who didn't care. They did not worry about their life even Mm -hmm. to the point of death because they knew the character of their God. Uh, number eight, birds don't sow or reap or store in barns, yet their heavenly father feeds them. Uh, I have the Gentile labor over what they will eat or drink, uh, but the people of God, or he says, you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and these things will be provided unto you. So for interpretations, I have um, that the first section is all about fasting, uh, the secret relationships. And so we kind of talked about that already. The idea that we have to foster that intimate relationship with him. And in fostering that, then we can count on what we know about him, Mm -hmm. his character. Because Mm -hmm. in in that intimate relationship is when you do come to know Mm -hmm. all of the things that the Bible says about him. Mm -hmm. So you can know about him or you can actually know that you know him. Mm -hmm. And that intimate relationship is how you know that you know him. And when you know him, then you can, therefore, not worry about what you eat or what you drink is what he's saying. So those, like I said, those two things go together. And then that leads to the application from that section, which is, we have to do those things and we have to foster a secret relationship with him. What we do publicly and what we share outside of that intimate relationship should all feed from what's happening in that secret place with mm-hmm. him. I really don't think it should go without saying that he does say that he will reward us. There will be a, there will be a, I know that for sure when I spend time with him in that secret place all throughout my days or when there are things come up that I'm worried about or whatever, there's verses that come to mind that Mm -hmm. remind me, that help me to not worry or that help me feel secure. And Mm -hmm. that is a great reward. Remind you what you know about God Mm -hmm. or who God is. Yes. But I also think that he also elevates those that he, you know, when you see somebody who knows and loves God Mm -hmm. 
the character of those people is they're highly looked upon. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think we tend to think too, when we think about reward, we think about things. Like mm-hmm. what, what's the prize that you're going to win? Well, like you were just saying that those rewards, you said those people are highly looked upon. They're not, it's not necessarily that you're going to be the boss's favorite or like those rewards are, those rewards are spiritual in nature, mm-hmm. I think. Fulfillment. And, you're right. Full. Peace, peace that you can't understand. So this makes me think of, I think it was a Ravi Zacharias podcast and I don't listen to him very often. I listened to this one for a particular reason and I don't even really remember but he was talking about how people, this is kind of unrelated and kind of related. We want proof of God. We want proof that this stuff that we read in the Bible is true. One of the points he made was that he was kind of talking about relationship. When you are in relationship with God, the God of the universe, mm-hmm. you know that it's true. Like mm-hmm. that is what, that's where the proof is. The proof, the proof isn't scientific or there is definitely evidence to prove God's existence and all these things in our world. But the proof is in the relationship that when you have, when you know God, you know God, Mm -hmm. like you don't, there's no question of whether or not it's true. And so I think that could even be part of the reward, you know, like just knowing him and having that, like this section about anxiety and like the cure for anxiety. Yes. And this is why I love I love Beth Moore's, the name of her ministry, Living Proof. Mm-hmm. I love that because that's exactly what we are. When we are walking around in deep relationship with a God that we know has us, yeah. that we know is good to us, that we know has good plans that he's working out for us, even in our darkest days, we can count on the mm-hmm. fact that there is light right? because we know the light. That's a pretty good reward. It's a pretty great (laughs) reward. It is a very great reward. And I've gone through some really dark days recently. And I remember sitting in the midst of it going, I know this is for a reason. Mm -hmm. And I know that in the end, I'm going to be so glad for it. Mm -hmm. Even though it stinks. Like being able to go through a really hard time like that is great for me. But other people see that. That's Mm -hmm. what we live out. That's the public. This is the public life that we live out. That we are supposed to show before people. And people do see it. And they can't deny that there is something different about us. Because we know that we know that we know God. Mm -hmm. And there's no convincing us otherwise. Mm -hmm. That's the point of this. Is that we are supposed to be fostering that intimate relationship with us. So that when things come that would normally cause anybody anxiety... The world sees the peace that passes understanding mm-hmm. and they look at us and they go, I want that. Yeah. Really, they do. They yeah. see it and they want it. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've gotten from chapter six. We've covered, we have all actually covered it all very quickly and we've gone really from observation to interpretation to application pretty quickly. And if we've gotten to, if we're going a little bit too fast, I actually would love some feedback on that because I didn't want to go through, I didn't want to list, start keep listing every observation that I'm going through and every interpretation and every application I would, I eventually wanted mm-hmm. it to sort of turn into this conversation thing where I mm-hmm. spoke about what I got from it. And then we all sort of have those conversations about what we're getting from the passage and bouncing off of each other. Mm-hmm. So this, the whole point of this is to discuss because when we talk about Bible study, when we talk about studying directly from the text, we're talking about the fact that We're not just reading it, but there's actually meat that we're pulling out and that we are chewing on. Mm -hmm. So the fact that I have questions about baptism, that's, that's some of that meat that I'm chewing on. So it's a little bit vulnerable sometimes to share that I don't 
have all of the answers or to say that um, I do have questions or it's something that I'm still studying. But that's how we should all be coming to scripture. There should be lots of things that make us wonder or make us curious. And we're still in that exploration phase. And I want to hear what other people's thoughts are and what they've learned. And then some of it I might take with me, some of it I might not. But to have the discussion is incredibly valuable. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dive Matthew. If you enjoyed our version of Inductive Bible Study and want to join our community of people all working on the same book of the Bible together, come check us out at divecollective.org and sign up for one of our current live dive studies. We believe you'll find a welcoming community, one where you'll be challenged, inspired, and uplifted. Come and see.